You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Hello, Boats. Hey, I, I offered my services to sing that tune. This week we're going to be reviewing The Love Boat. All right. Oh, no, we're not. <laughs> Is there a remake of The Love Boat? Um, I do not know, but yeah. I'd be happy to know. I don't think they should bother, to be honest. <laughs> Anyway, this is uh, Sunday, October the 18th, 2009. This is after the show number 92. Woo! And the movie we're going to be looking at this week is uh, Land of the Lost on Blu-ray disc. This is a 2009 movie. I think it was actually the first big summer movie. Uh, right at the beginning of the year. Mm. Um, and it's out on Blu-ray disc and DVD on Tuesday the 13th of October, which was this Tuesday just gone. So we're, sorry we're a bit late, but... We got it a bit late. and uh, I'm going to say it doesn't matter. It's from our friends at Universal, and uh, you're going to tell us the synopsis. The synopsis is this is a movie version of a beloved television show that does not do the television show justice. The television show you can research on your own. It's a father, a son, and a I didn't daughter. I did ask for a review. Get lost I asked in for the synopsis. <laughs> Thank you. We get lost in another dimension with dinosaurs and stuff. This is... Uh, a grown man who's like a crackpot scientist, supposedly, who goes into another dimension accidentally, or not accidentally necessarily. You need to necessarily. go to the microphone, Hayes. You're, um, Am I? You're very small, yeah. But I don't want to. I want to be close to that so I can reach it. Well, we either hear you or you can reach that. <laughs> I think I can project more yeah, if yeah. that's what you're wanting. Because you're very small. Thank you're you. On the, on I'm the, very uh, small in the sound department. Yeah, yes. Not many people have said that before. Anyway, crackpot scientist, hot chick, uh, doofy guy, gets into another dimension, there's dinosaurs. He's trying to prove that you can go to another dimension in time and space with these techionics. Doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't matter at all. Okay. My synopsis is pretty much irrelevant on this one. All right, so... It's a comedy. As you said, it's based... uh, (laughs) It's a true story. Going on to the movie, as you said, it's based on a television show that I... I was completely unfamiliar with, apart from the title sequence. That's the only thing I've ever seen of it. You've never seen the show? I don't even know if it actually aired in England. I'm not 100% sure, because it definitely never... But I have seen the title sequence, and I don't know why. Maybe you showed it me. I think I have, yeah. Yeah, but... So I have no familiarity with the original. So any of the stuff in the movie, for me, was just based on... So we'll have two different points of view. Yes, because you're going to come from the point of view of... Oh, ho, ho, this is kind of a funny movie, chuckle, chuckle. I'm going to come from the point of view of... No, I'm going to come from a... I wanted this movie to be a lot No, what I'm saying is I'm going to come from the point of view of somebody who's absolutely unfamiliar with the source material and sees it for just... Forget forget that stuff. That's what I'm saying. You're going to see it as just a funny movie. I'm going to see it as uh, an attempt. Maybe I didn't think it was funny. You know what I mean. You can't say... A comedy movie. I see it as a... Um... Not a successful attempt, in my opinion, to make a beloved show into a movie. But that, um, we'll move on to that. Yeah, so I, I come at it. I don't. I didn't see the thing, the original thing. Um, now let me just say, this is a very. This was cost a hundred million dollars to make, which is crazy for a comedy movie. Um, like I think there's only one other comedy movie that cost anywhere in the region of, and that was Evan Almighty because of the. Yeah. Special effects. Um, 
I will say, the dinosaur looked awesome. I thought the dinosaur, and this is a funny thing that went through my mind while I was watching it. In high def, it looks really good too. Um, the dinosaur scene, and there's one particular scene with the... And it's fully lit, because there's no, nothing hiding it. It's in the desert. Dinosaurs running around. They look better than dinosaurs in anything I'd ever seen. Yeah, they look you, really even like, awesome. You know the dinosaurs in King Kong that yeah. I never liked? They they look like a rehearsal for this. Would like, you say that's where a lot of the budget went? Yeah, all the budget went. I Because there were some really bad green screen moments and really which bad... I, which I think might have been intentional. Dimensional something or other was kind of... I don't know I if it was, it was intentional inten- or it looked that way and then they went, oh, screw it, we'll just like go and with there was, it. There was some really funny, um, but I think it was inten- uh, handheld camera work, which actually worked, I thought, in this case, because there's a chase scene mm-hmm. of sorts. Where they use like a like a Blair Witch style camera, where it's all over the place, running running with them. I thought that actually looked pretty good. But yeah, it looked good in general. You can see the money was spent, but for me, Will Ferrell's I like Will Ferrell's stuff, <laughs> but in small doses, kind of. So by the end, he was kind of grating on me a little bit. But I actually thought the first forty-five minutes was pretty good and quite funny. I mean, it was kind of the plot's not very good. No, but no, there but again, this is no this is no Shakespearean. My, that's my point as a person come from the other point of view. It's an it's a fantastic premise for a movie. A father and his two kids on an expedition. I don't know what for. He's a park ranger in the show, and they're on some river rafting thing they're doing. I don't remember what that he was going out for that day, but they slip due to an earthquake and some whatever happened. It's never explained in the show. They slip into another, like, dimension time period of whatever. <laughs> I was like 12, like maybe 7 years old at the time. I don't know. 9, maybe. So I don't know all the details. But, and then there were these awesome creatures. You know, even um, Shaka could have been so much better, but they made him into, like, a pervert, and that just really pisses me off. And he was like this, to me, now the director claims he always thought Chaka was a little shifty and a little whatever. I, and obviously, because he made him into, like, a really shitty character in the movie, in my opinion. I didn't like the guy who did it hardly. I didn't like the things he was doing. I didn't like, I didn't like it at all. Because in the show, I felt he was like, it would have been my best friend. Because there's this kid version of some other creature, and Holly identified with him. And so to me, it was like a beloved little dude. And in the movie, they turn him into this, like, like a, a joke. Know. Well, he, he was, the he was, a lot of the jokes were, like, At they his used him as a joke. Plus yeah. making him, like, feel her tits every two seconds in the beginning, and shit like that. It's like, he's, you know, the to- that was one of the rails I took out of the... Okay, I'm going to find this as a charming little movie right then and there. Because I was like, ugh, God. Now, I actually didn't think this was a bad movie. Though. Well, you know, when we watched Trick or Treat last week and there was an absolute yeah. bad taste left in your mouth from the entire thing. This I didn't because I, I was actually entertained a lot. I laughed a few times. There's quite a few funny uh, moments. I'm, I'm not just talking moments. There's whole globs of it that are funny. Um, there's... there's um, you know, that part I was just telling you about, the big elaborate mm-hmm. dinosaurs running, um, Will Ferrell running away, you know, and mm-hmm. some of the stuff he's yelling. Just that whole scenario was really funny. I thought the um, the bit where he pours pee on his head, uh, some <laughs> dinosaur pee. I didn't find that funny. I thought that was really funny, and especially when he poured it on himself a second time, and he's like, 
that didn't make it any better. I thought, I thought it was pretty funny. You know, it's typical. It wore thin on me real fast. Yeah. Um, you know, there was there was quite a lot of funny moments. I think I laughed fully three times. I don't remember what it was. So that tells me something. Um, I was kind of like, had that weird, you know, oh my god, uncomfortable funniness. Which is what? What I love most Will of Ferrell all does. about the whole movie. And it could it just was like the classiest thing to me. When they're in this other dimension, other thing, you know, they have fallen through into something. So obviously other things through all of time have fallen into this dimension. Modern things and old things, you know, Viking ship, a motel in the middle of the Ice desert that's all crooked. All these things. Now that to me, visually, was awesome. I was really looking forward to every new little weird thing or a, a plane that had crashed in this desert or whatever weird. I was looking. So I think I was looking past some of the action sometimes because I was a little bored or not really into it at all these other ideas that were floating around. So that's also not a good sign. But I agree with you. I would watch it again if it came on TV or if somebody came. It's and like, fun. hey, what's a, what's a fun movie we can watch? I might be like, eh, I'll, I'll give it another shot kind of movie because I... I mean, it was really a huge. Like it was a up. huge flop in the box office. Let's just mention that. It, um, like I say, it cost a hundred million to make. Made something like thir- I could probably make you a list of why. Made something like thirty-four million dollars back. Um, you know, obviously, will it probably will break even on number DVD. one reason? Not everyone's like you. Most everyone was like me. Oh my God, Land of the Lost! They've made it into a movie. This will be awesome. I love that show. It, within the first one minute. You know, this isn't my land of the lost. And I was turned off. Like, totally. I had to get in my mind, okay, separate it. It's not land of the lost. And then they would just bring in all the different things that had to do with the show. See, nothing. There was, I mean, none of the things in the show, none of the things in the movie, I obviously had any reference to. So I just saw it as a new thing. Right. I I know it was based on an old TV show. And some of the things where... There was stuff that I was like, well, that's probably an odd to the show, but I'm not 100% sure. Even, you know, the, what do you call him, Chaka? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know he existed in the show. I oh, thought yeah. he was just made up for this movie. No, so. no, no. No, and, and now I, I did see some of the old show a minute ago, and yes, it's quite faithful, to be honest, the yeah, way yeah. it looks. All know? of the all of the yeah. looks of all the creatures and characters are very faithful. Yeah, but obviously not the tone. The tone's completely different, because they've gone for a 2009... Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, but... Yeah. Take him out there. Make it a movie. Because as the director guy said, it was drama. It was scary. I totally identified with it. And I was actually afraid of it. And when I was watching as a kid, I remember... Oh my god, living in a cave. That dinosaur can still get in there. Something can still get in there. I mean, he can still come in there and he can knock down part of... You know, I mean, I was actually there. You know, it was scary and creepy. And every time they leave the cave, I was always like... Don't go too far, because if you go too far, you know, and this sort of is like a mockery of it, which I didn't really <laughs> appreciate. Well, it's very satire of it, wasn't it? I mean, they they just came at it from a different angle. I don't so, think it was a satire. I think the director's just, he's just lame about what he, what he remembers from the show. That's my opinion. Well, he I, didn't see it through the same eyes as I did. Well, to me, that director seemed like he knew everything about that show but down from to his the last point of detail. view his point of view is different though he thought Shaka was like a creepy little character right and so a lot of people probably the did, rest right? of that the rest of his opinions probably are similarly different from mine of the whole thing so right. I had to just sort of go with the Will Ferrell this is gonna be funny 
you know, when's the dinosaur going to snot on him and he pee, pour pee on himself and ha ha, ha ha ha. Do they pour pee on themselves in the original? No, they don't. Well, why were you thinking? <laughs> no, I meant as it's happening. I'm like, oh, okay, he's oh, pouring okay. pee on himself. Okay, they get slobbered on. Okay, he's feeling her boob, whatever. Not right. amused at a lot of it. Because it was trying to bring it up to date to how comedy is now, I guess. And it wasn't comedy, that show. You You were saying you'd rather have a serious kind of look at like a, a replica just an adventure of movie of what like, that Jer- like the one with Brendan Fraser kind of thing no better than that that was horrible I didn't like it right Journey to the Center of the Earth I didn't like it all hard. well that's like an adventure a father and his kids and mm. dinosaurs and you could class that in that no it wasn't not that qual- and I didn't like it hmm. the quality wasn't there for me plus it was 3D which I hate <laughs> that actually came out this year also right I think so we just or watched it, it a few last months year. ago no it was probably last year I think we reviewed it about number 60, maybe. I think that I'm a good example of how sometimes it's hard to separate this remake situation. You know? Because Brady Bunch, I didn't give a shit. They could have remade it as anything, and I didn't care. I barely watched the movie. I didn't care. I wasn't that in love with the show when I was a kid. I watched it. I think I've seen every episode 50 times or 100 times. But I wasn't attached to it the way I was Land of the Lost. So it's really hard to, you know strip away that feel, that affection that you have right for something and then okay. it's just not even if it had just been full on funny and a little bit jokey and blah blah that wouldn't fine but there was also lots of low quality I didn't like a lot of the ad living I despise and we'll get to this later I've even cemented it more that dude who's in it with him ugh I just find him ugh every time he's talking I'm like this is this is who we find funny these days I don't get it I actually Talk, I actually think he works well with Will Ferrell, to be honest. I think they wrap off each other perfectly. Mm-hmm. I, and, and I'm not particularly into that guy, but I think, as a sidekick to him, he's kind of funny. Yeah, I didn't find him funny. Like, barely, barely, barely. Well, so that also knocked out. I love the woman. I really like her. I thought she pulled... She had the most... the Her talking and her bits and pieces, I was the most interested in most of the time. Just because, I, I mean, I liked her. And I'd forgotten she was in a goal but you know I've seen her before but I couldn't really place her so I liked her I loved the sets most of the time out in the desert all that stuff and I had a few chuckles the whole thing looked really good yeah there were some moments of blurry background it was supposed to look like that but but because they were trying you could tell there were certain things which were probably lifted directly from the original show even I thought that like I, mean, I don't mean they took them and stuck them in. I mean, they were trying to go, like, yes, there was this really bad background on the original show. Let's have some mm. of that stuff in for the fans so they can go, oh, yeah, remember that scene. I remember that shot in particular. So there were some stuff that looked bad on purpose, I think. I, I totally do. I don't think it was like, oh, it looks bad, let's just leave it like that. I think they went out of the way to try and make some scenes look kind of... Sounds like a stretch to me, but whatever. No, we'll just, I think we'll just I mean, have they had a hundred million dollars to spend. Correct. Everything looked perfect. I thought. I mean, the CG, um, like we mentioned earlier, was better than some movies that are actually CG on the dinosaurs. Not everything in CG looked great to me. There were lots of weird things that just and I, I don't, don't think recall it was anything else apart from dinosaurs. There's just lots of moments of backgrounds that didn't look in the because most like. Most of the creatures and stuff were just people in suits. They weren't CG, whereas mm. the dinosaurs were. I don't recall anything else that was CG. I think there's I mean, a lot of maybe. CG. 
and the same something just didn't look you know I think that a movie like King Kong which is about CGI like how good the CGI looks actually look worse than this movie which is interesting because hmm, that's a big I mean statement. the dinosaurs oh the dinosaurs exclusively because King Kong was pretty awesome the dinosaurs right that dinosaur scene in King Kong doesn't look good. <laughs> See, I don't recall that. I don't even recall that bothering me the way it's it always really has. It's really bad. They're running along this like. Okay, you know how you thing. feel about that? That how it irritates you? That memory of that and how bad it looked at the time? That's how I feel about a lot of the things in this movie. So you've got to identify. Yeah, but how can you complain about a movie, a remake of a mo- of a thing that looked bad in the first place looking bad? Because like, I don't know to. that they were supposed to make it look yeah, bad. You're I, I, just would, I would safely assume they were. I don't know. I, don't I mean, because the thing looked bad. So really, to make you up, it should all look bad. Because you want no, it to No, no, no. Look... It should all look good. If you're going to remake it, do it right. <laughs> then it did all look good. It didn't. <laughs> oh, my God. Which part looked we bad? Have, I don't know specifically. I mean, loads I mean of moments the people in the rubber suits looked bad, but I assume that was supposed to. Yeah, that didn't bother me at all. There were loads of moments that were... It was just... The uh, perspective was wrong. The aspect ratio or the... The size thing was wrong with some of the some of the sets or the... Aspect you know, ratio. The thing, not aspect ratio. The, like... I don't know how to describe... If you don't see them, then it didn't bother you, but it did me. But that was probably because there were moments in the movie I was just not into at all. Used, so I was looking around all the time. They actually used some cool virtual camera work, which is good. Like where it zooms in and out, like to make give it like a natural feel. Is that what you're talking about? No, not at all. Because that's where things kind of look you're not going to You're not going to debunk what I'm saying, because I'm telling you if you watch it again, you'll see what I'm saying. If I watch it again? Yeah. You'll see what I'm saying, because you'll look around more, and you'll go like, all right, that does look kind of shitty, and oh yeah, that does look kind of off. And Well, in my opinion, and this is my <laughs> definitive thing on this, if there was anything that looked bad, it was probably supposed to, because the original show was probably the worst-looking thing you've ever ever seen. I mean, it was made It wasn't in, the worst-looking thing, right? It was really bad. I mean... No, no, not But that the was the times. idea. Well, not for the time. Yeah. But if you watched it, if a kid watched it now, they'd be like... Yeah, but you can't judge it on that. You judge it on what it was. No, at the I'm time, it was very, at, very um, inventive, I thought. It was inventive, and they could, like they say, they could only have a dinosaur for Like half a minute, yeah, because of the cost. Um, and there was no budget, hardly, for it. and So for that, for that, it looked good, right? But it wasn't good. I mean, It was good. You can't judge it on modern. You have to judge it by what it was at the time, and it was awesome. You can't, you can't knock me off that perch. Because <laughs> at that time, and your memory, the memory of watching it as a kid, I can watch it now and be See, like, oh I my have, god, that's so funny. I have so memories funny. of things when I was a kid, and none of it's awesome. It's all bad. It isn't bad at all. You're Like I just said to you. You I, can't say it's bad. No, it's, I just said to you, I like the banana splits, right? Yeah. But it was terrible. Which I've never seen. Right, well, it's, it's probably better visually than that is, well, under the lost. But I, I know that it's not good. I, I can even... No, that's not true. You are judging it now by, like, a 40-year-old man in 2009. You no, can't when I judge it. it. You can't it judge it that way when you were a kid. It was awesome, and that is what it is. 40-year-olds at the time probably thought it looked like crap, but if you thought as a kid in your mind and your memory, it's like it, it's, it all is right, then that is what it is. You can't turn around and go, oh, but that was actually crap. Because I don't say that about Bionic Woman. I don't say that about Charlie's Angels. None of that stuff that, even though I can look at it now and go... Oh, it's a bit shaky. I'm not going to say it's bad, because it was what it was. 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna measure by today's yardstick is basically what I'm saying. Right. So But this movie This movie is no way is I'm judging on today's yardstick. What I'm actually getting at is this movie in no way looks terrible all the time. Like it No, 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 I think it's actually a good looking movie. I didn't say it looks terrible all the time. I'm saying there are moments when the background or the special effects, it's all like, ugh, you know? Hmm. I didn't notice it, and I'm pretty observant, so I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. All right. Even though I am correct. Thanks. That's like a pat on the head. Even though I'm right. Uh, no. So, um, let's go on to the cast of this fine movie. We've got Will Ferrell as Dr. Rick Marshall. Um, he just basically does Will Ferrell the entire time. Might yes. as well not have a Dr. Rick Marshall name. <laughs> it might just be Will Ferrell, right? Wasn't the guy called Will in the original? No, Rick Marshall. Oh, okay. The son's name is Will. Yeah, somebody was called Will. That's what I was getting at. Yeah, but so, that's not his character. Oh, right. I didn't get that. I was just... No, I the s- dude I don't like was Will, and the woman was called No, I'm just saying, I saw the extras and somebody mentioned Will, and I was thinking, oh, why did they change his name? But they didn't. No. So, um, Will Ferrell plays Will Ferrell, and I think he's excellent, to be honest. I mean, there's, he's a comedian... I think he really translates well into um, mo- pictures, um, motion pictures, and I think he is uh, also into the motion pictures. What is this? You know, he, I mean, you can't. Whatever you say about him, if you hate him, you hate him. But he's had a good career recently yeah, yeah. of movies that are kind he of. He has dumb. his stick of being a little bit hapless and a little bit. Um, he does But endearing in a way that he always admits and always has this fallen down moment. Like in this, he he's convinced that he knows about this other dimensional thing and time travel and he wants to go to find uh, resources to, to solve our energy crisis and all that kind of stuff. And yet, when he gets knocked back just one more time, he ends up as a shitty science guy in the La Brea Tar Pits Science Center in Los Angeles and he's all run down and he's defeated. You know, but and he's endearing that way, like... And what I would actually... A straight parallel comparison from Will Ferrell, for me, is Adam Sandler. He does what he does over and over and over again. Doesn't really deviate, Hmm. apart from some instances. And is successful at it, you know? I think it's the same thing. It's kind of funny, because what you just said and what we're saying kind of reminds me of Scooby-Doo. If you watch ten Scooby-Doo episodes in a row... It's just the same the exact same yeah. show. And we can look at it and go, oh, God, kids are so stupid because they sit and do that. But that's what Will Ferrell movies are and Adam Sandler movies are. And to a degree, lo- every, you know, loads of people. Yeah, to a degree, yeah. If you sat and watched a Will Ferrell marathon of movies, for instance, <laughs> and picked out ten of his movies and sat and watched... It pretty, it's the same movie with a different, like, semi-pros, a basketball version of it. Um, Anchorman's a newsman version Old of it. Old school is the Old college. Old school is a, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it, but it, it really is. Same as Sandler. They're just different scenarios, same kind of deal. Like Same, um, like you say, like Adam Sandler does a lot. Kind of, not sappy, but I have to, it has a meaning. Yes. That, you know, even though it might seem like hateful and stuff, it actually has a, a bright side to it yeah. or whatever. They're all... Same. And all so, semi-romantic with a certain kind of love story and, you know. Yeah, so if you love him, I hate him. He's successful and I don't think you've seen the last of him, let me say that. Oh, yeah. Um, now, Anna Freer... I particularly liked the uh, white t-shirt and the 
underwear of some description that he was wearing after he came out <laughs> of the, the swimming pool. pool. Oh my god! I was like, this guy. I mean, yes, he was, he was naked in old school. Like, Fair enough. He's yeah. not. He has no like you know problem with being naked. And I was just like, oh my god, this guy is my hero yes, because look at him. He's so funny. They're like kid, kids underoos, <laughs> kind of yeah, with patterns on. And he was wet, so it's all sticking it to his been body. Under the lost underpants. Oh my god, it probably was. And yeah. I didn't even look. So um. The next person we have is Anna Friel as uh, Holly Cantrell. Now, I have a history with Anna Friel because I used to watch the... So- if you're British, I used to watch the soap opera Brookside in the 80s, which sadly is no more. Um, and she played... I can't remember the name of the character, but she played this lesbian character in there. Who wasn't a lesbian. She was in it for years, was not a lesbian, then became a lesbian, but... Um, Ratings grabbers. I was a teenage boy, and I thought she was super hot. She and then was, she started kissing girls, which... And that was even better. Oh so, gosh. yeah, and, and you know, I kind of grew up with her because I did watch Brookside every day. Like, we watch EastEnders now. Yeah. I watched Brookside every day throughout my entire school life, if you know what I'm saying. Whenever it was on, I'd watch it. So, um, that's where I know her from. Americans will know her from Pushing Daisies, which is sadly also cancelled now. I don't um, know that. I've never heard of it. It's a show on, was, which was on Fox just recently. They did two seasons and then it got, got cut. Mm. Well, apparently it's a bit of a cult favourite. You know, it was a, one of those ones that could end up getting redone if, if the fans... Did she play were. a British woman or an American woman? American woman, I believe. Oh. But, um, she was able... She, they let her be British in this movie, which is awesome. And they let her be Manchester... From She's from Manchester, which is where I'm from. They let her keep... She sounded a bit posh for Manchester to me, and I listen to you talk all the time. She didn't sound to me like you, but... No, she sounds... That she's she's actually from. Now she sounds like a lot of girls from Manchester do. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, she she is kind of affected a little bit because she does a lot of London accents in her acting. Yeah. So yeah, I guess. I think that crossed a, over. Yeah, but um, I really like her. I think I think she's uh, good in this because she's not. You, you know, they could have put anybody in there who you were really familiar with. Yet they put somebody that most yes. people are not going to know who she is. Like, and she's the anchor to me for this. For every every time she's coming around, I want to be involved in what she's saying and what she's thinking and what she's doing. And they, what did they say? Uh, that uh, you've got to cast somebody British because uh, Americans know that Briti- when people speak in a British accent, they're obviously cleverer than we are. They're smarter, which is true. <laughs> so, you all- <coughs> excuse me while I choke on that. <coughs> You all know. Uh, you all know the. And then deal. what did I say? Then they, every American should marry a British person and debunk that theory once and for all. <laughs> Which uh, is absolutely untrue. So um, we can't both be right all the time. So I'll just go ahead and take. that And then on finally is Danny McBride as Will Stanton. Now I'm not a mega fan of Danny McBride. Um, he's not been in a lot of stuff to be honest. He's in the. He's got an HBO show called Eastbound and Down, like a a new HP well it's not new it's finished it's first season it's doing a second season Will Ferrell also appeared in there and co-wrote it I believe um it's been in a few movies what did he we see him in a movie you didn't like him in the movie no in, in, what was it don't remember no yeah I mean he was in Foot Fist Way which I didn't see Greg No was he in that one no, no. <laughs> I, I was like I love you man yeah, was he wasn't that? in that I don't even remember I just know I don't like it um He's in the Fort Fist way. He was in Hot Rod. I don't know why, what we know him from. We know him from something and you didn't like it. And whatever it was, he did a DVD extra where it was a day in the life of him. 
Yeah, and he did it again. And he also did it again on this Was one. it an Adam Sandler movie? I don't really know. It could have been that, uh, Bedtime Stories, maybe. I don't remember. Who knows? All I know is I didn't like him then, and I don't like him now. Now, I think he got... In this one... I don't dislike him as a person, because I don't know him, but no. I do not find his level of anything funny. Even on... Unless someone reacts to him, and I think they're funny, I it's like... It's like flatline for me every time he opens his mouth. And I can't get over it. I've tried. He had a big part in this movie. He talked a lot. He had a lot of what were supposed to be like little funny observations and quirky little comments and shit like that. And I was just like actually like... No, I think you just have a dislike. Now, I do. Me personally... What, no, yeah, I do. <laughs> I personally... Um, he hasn't done anything for any movies where I've seen where I've gone, oh, I really like that guy. Yet. And this one... Like I say, it was just really his interactions with Will Ferrell that I liked. Because they ad-lib with each other, you can tell. And a lot of that ad-libbing actually turns out to be the funniest part for me. Of You know, what we saw, we were watching the making of the movie, and I was saying to you, stuff that gets wrote down on the page, the funny... Well, we even saw an instance of it happening on the um, on the extras. The funny part where he said... Do you expect me to answer you? Or... Right. That wasn't written down. So stuff like the funniest lines seem to come from that ad-libbing. And I know we've seen a million like uh, B-rolls where they do the ad-libbing and it's not particularly funny, but I kind of like that style. Mm, I think in this time around, that may be part of my why I had a problem with it and maybe a lot of other people. There were lots of moments when it was extremely indulgent. It went on and on. And I'm not a kind of person who likes to rush through scenes at all. I'd watch a five-hour movie if it was awesome. You know what I mean? I love long movies. But then there are moments where it just... It was like just indulgent where the crew, the friends of these two guys, everybody wants to ask like these guys because they're famous. They're all going to tell them how funny they are. And I'm sitting there going, no, that's not funny. It's just boring. And it was funny... 35 seconds ago, maybe a minute and a half ago, but you kept on going. And that real, that kind of stuff, I mean... And that is part of Will Ferrell's deal, uncomfortable, like, carry the joke on a yeah. bit too long to make the audience kind of a bit wincy at it. That is part, I mean, yeah. Anchorman pretty much is that all the time. Like, you're like, but that's oh, funny, all, I laughed at that all yeah. the way through. So I, I'm not being unfair because of, even because of the McBride guy, there were a few times when the things they said, just like that, where he's saying... Is it Ernie or whatever? He's yelling and then... And he's just funny as in, like... There were split seconds of moments when I'm like, okay, I'm lifting my... Oh, no. There he went again. Said something completely inappropriate. Yeah, and, and yeah, this character kind of is inappropriate because he's kind of a rednecky Desert dweller. The, yeah. Chancer. Ob so um, so that's kind of built into that character. But Yeah, true. But there again... Maybe then it was he was a complete success. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been brainwashed to think I don't but, like him when, in fact, he did a brilliant job a brilliant of making me not like that of character. A redneck person that you wouldn't like in real life anyway, right? <laughs> over and over and over. Yeah. So, while there are more than three people, I only wrote three people down, but <laughs> yeah. this is also the guy who plays the creature that you didn't like so much. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like the way they wrote him and portrayed him. He was a Saturday him. Night Live writer guy. He has Who they chose him because of his size and features or something? I, I didn't quite get that. Actually. I didn't either. Because there's lots of people who are that size, right? He's small. And there's no brilliance to his performance. I'm really sorry to say that about him. I mean, it was fine and it did look 
suitably, was awesome. suitably funny. I mean, it looked good. Everything, his makeup mm. and all that was well done. I just felt like there's nothing specific about this person doing it. Mm. But then again, because the director and the writers, who seem extremely pretentious to me, write him as this type of character, I was already kind of turned off. So I'm just really... Now, with all the things I feel wrong with this movie, I still would watch it ten times before I would ever watch Trick or Treat again. <laughs> yeah, and so see, I like, see, I thought there was stuff... It's um, stimulating Don't get me wrong, way. I don't think this was the greatest movie ever. But I actually had... It's fun. I actually had a good time. It was on for an hour and 40 minutes, and there wasn't a time where I was either... Thought some, I thought, you know, I was laughing at things. I was thrilled by the being chased by big dinosaurs and stuff you know that was better than in some and those scenes in the desert with the cool there was lots of yeah there was lots of cool and then there was you know some stuff where I was like "Eh, I don't really like this scene but in general overall I kind of was entertained by it which I I was entertained as well and I think that's and it doesn't sound like it but I mean I was or I wouldn't have hung in there but I mean there's no highbrowness to it it's just an absolute (laughs) You know, leave your brain at the door, watch a silly movie. I think part of my problem was, it was instant disappointment. The minute I saw the trailers, however long ago that happened, to realize it was not going to be an actual... And I think we homage. just have to They at said this they're point. paying homage to the show. I don't feel that. I feel like it's just taking that property, as they would put it, and putting their spin on it for what they consider to be the sensibilities of a New modern... But I consider that the fucked up YouTube audience or whatever. No offense to YouTube because I watch it all the time. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? That weird sensibility of smart cracking, boob jokes, fart jokes, porn piss on your head. That's, ah, oh my God, that's funny. I'm, but, not, I'm not that person. The way, I mean, porn piss on your head might not sound funny, but what, <laughs> what Will Ferrell says when he's doing it is actually pretty I funny. think if you told it to me, I would think it's funnier than what I saw in the view he described it It's just me. what he, I, I loved, he put it all on his head and he was saying how it stung his eyes and then he goes, I'll just do a little bit more, maybe it will, uh, maybe it will stop it and then he pulls it on and he goes, it made it immediately worse. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought that was really See, funny. now you're saying it is funny. <laughs> maybe See, it's because of the British <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so, oh my god uh, this is directed by Brad Silberling who also directed no Ben Stiller the movie with the war the you, war the movie oh yeah that's the one he was in Tropic Thunder he, he actually the, played the same character yep he was uh, the like explosive guy like a tattoos guy no sleeves rednecky rednecky yeah let's blow shit up Ooh, it just, like, I saw him in that tower setting up the bomb thing I didn't mind him in that either but it wasn't a massive role it was yeah. he, he yelled from a tower and stuff blew up that was pretty much it um, yeah but that's what he was in and I didn't dislike him in that but like I say he was in it for what Not altogether much. five minutes maybe um, so this is Brad Silberling who also directed which I thought was actually an amazing movie Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events I did love that movie which is visually awesome also a really cool story I really liked it um, he directed that he also directed City of Angels which is another movie that's beloved to me for some reason don't know why it really is You've oh, since, since I met you that's been one of those you insisted that I watch and that you you know and I was like yeah it was pretty good and you were absolutely I like, I like, like how could you not find it just it. awesome you know yeah I just liked the whole I liked it I, li- I actually liked the premise of it and liked how it actually existed like I liked how it was done because everybody listen he's a hopeless romantic yeah absolutely hopeless romantic and that was a very heart wrenching 
romantic love movie. I mean, come on. It was also <laughs> an angel giving up his angelness. For it was a also woman. a movie with then, a, <laughs> a very unexpected event yeah. in it, which I actually like a lot. I like that kind of thing. You know, it doesn't go exactly where you was thinking it was going, which is good. You know, it's not a and it's a lovely idea. I mean, I liked it, so I liked it. No, I really liked it. Um, and he also directed um, Casper, which I didn't see. Didn't like it. Casper's another it. like let's get an old franchise and make it into a movie, and probably not. It was, um, but it was, um, it was Christina Ricci, I believe, Ricci, and the president from Independence <laughs> Day. Oh right, yeah, I, d- I never saw it. Anyway, I think. anyway, there's two out of three that I really liked from his um, <laughs> portfolio. Um, you know, this movie's got a lot of style to it. I got to say that. I mean, it's there's definitely a distinct. Like, they went for a certain style, visually, definitely. Yeah. You know, know, it's not just like... To me, it's not like one, some of those Disney ones where we say, there's not really any director in there, it's just this somebody made a movie. I agree with you, because when you start, when I start, but then again, it's not necessarily the director, be maybe the cinematographer, Mm. or the... DP, all the special you know, effects people, director of photography. Something. Well, those shots in the desert with the cool tree, and then the motel is like sunken in the sand with the pool, and it's yeah. crooked, and then they're in I the foreground. All, all of that is very, uh, you know, stylized. But I like those kind of shots. So who knows if it's down to him or not? But it does have a lot of variety when you think of it that way. They're in the it they're does. in the cave, it they're changes. in the jungly thing, yeah, they're in does. that weird place with the what are they called the sheep. Sealac. <laughs> we have the name of him now, my god. So we uh, reviewed the Blu-ray version. The cover is pretty much what you'd expect from a Land of the Lost cover. It's not bad, though. It fits. It fits. Yeah. Action adventure. Yeah. Um, uh, the, uh, Blu-ray extras. There are quite a few, to be honest. Like, Trick or Treat last week had one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this has quite a few. Which was fine. This has uh, deleted scenes, which um, you can have commentary on and off from the director. But uh, the deleted scenes... Don't add much, but there are some scenes where I said to you, I wonder why that was removed. Yeah. Because it's like, there's basically the beginning of the movie, how he meets Holly. Done totally different. Done totally differently, and neither of them are worse than each other. They're both... I like the one that's deleted better than the, than the one they put... There's the a bit more detail in the and one. And then you're in his office and you see how kind of like, what a loser yeah. he's become, kind of. Yeah, exactly. I like L- that. Like he'd stolen a coffee yes, machine. Yes, exactly. Um, and then there's... I know <laughs> that was really funny, actually. That was one of my funny laughs. I laughed out loud when he goes, and that coffee but coffee maker I bought with my own money, even though it is deceptively similar to the one that was <laughs> missing from the break room. And yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I bought the coffee maker for our break room. So that's why I think that's really funny. And then you're going to hate this um, segment, <laughs> but it's the, a day in the life of a big-time movie star, Danny McBride. Yeah, I didn't love it. Um, I'd, I felt like I'd seen it before, and I had... There was another... I don't know what... It was probably um, Tropic Thunder. Yeah, the premise is he's showing you the life in the day of a movie star. Like like a walk around the set. But everybody doesn't like him. Everybody's in on it. It's a skit. Basically a skit. He's like the loser and nobody really wants to converse with him, but he thinks of himself as... Now, it's kind of funny in parts and there's some Will Ferrell in there. Um, For me, anyway. I know you don't like him. But I felt like I'd seen it before, and I think he did it on the Tropic Thunder DVD. Similar, very similar. Like, I'm going to show you around, but I'm going to be a smart ass, and everybody's in on this. Um, If you like that kind of thing, that's what that is. Um, There's the Devil's Canyon gift shop commercial and tour, which I actually liked a bit better. 
especially the commercial because it was done in yeah. the style of like a drive-in movie. Yeah, if you of. go to the theater, that's this cheapy local commercial. And it's like knives and like now that cave, the front of the cave with the weird devil's mouth and stuff. That looked awesome, I thought. And then the the shitty ride they're taking in the things falling in. Of a house I love of a that. Thousand Cops is that thing because yeah. they had like an attraction. Remember, not exactly as elaborate as that, but it had a big. Carnival House of a Thousand Corpses, I would watch 50 times more than I would watch this movie. So, yeah, the Devil's Canyon gift shop commercial and tour also has a, after the fact, Danny McBride's in character as the owner of this store. <laughs> but Will Ferrell's people are making the movie and he's kind of interacting with them as though. It's pretty pretty yeah. funny. I like. Like, this is my property and. Uh, why you, I, I know you lot are here and, like. Yeah, that's, uh, asking Will Ferrell to do like an impromptu commercial, and you could see him cracking up because it was kind of funny to him. But those two extras, to me, say that Danny McBride has a lot of time on his hands when he's on the set because he ends up making his own like. And that people in the industry, as they like to call it, seem to have high thoughts of him more than like if he gets those kinds of extras on big DVDs, then somebody thinks highly of him. Now then, then there's like a um, making of, it's called This Is Not A Routine Expedition, The Making of Land of the Lost. And it's segmented into three parts. It's like an hour and a half long altogether. It's pretty yeah, in-depth and pretty good too. It yeah. shows you a lot of the ad-libbing stuff, shows you how they made the attraction ride thing, filled it with water. It's quite an industrialized uh, set. This is not, this is total studio movie making 101. Yeah. It is like we, you know, we come to work at a certain time of day and there's a lot of money set. going on. Will Ferrell has a freaking halo over his head, I'm sure, with every person who approaches him. It's like, oh my god, it's a Will Ferrell movie, you know? And it looks like everything, you know, it's like a. I, I mean, know, it's not I a lots like- and all documentary. I mean, it's, it's pretty much uh, your straight up. Here's no, a- I mean, yeah, by seeing behind the scenes, I'm saying this movie, Land of the Lost. I think I like extras where you see behind the scenes of more kind of guerrilla filmmaking films where they have to like really right, yeah. dig, you know, dig deep to get things creatively done. Whereas this is massive sets and massive set pieces, as they call them, all that kind of stuff, and kind of sucks the life out of it for me because it's kind of like a big movie making factory, you know. But if you want like a documentary on the making of Land yeah, of the yeah. Lost, and it's well done, almost as long as the movie. Doesn't have all that crazy editing and weird shit no, going on. It's just straight, straight up documentary. Yeah. And they talk to the director quite a bit and the stars. Um, and then there is, uh, which is probably the best uh, extra in the entire disc, is uh, Bradley, Sid, and Marty a conversation with the Crofts, which s- the director of this movie, Brad Sil- Silberling, sits down and interviews the original creators of Land of the Lost. Sid Marty Croft. And I think he asked them good questions. Yeah, I agree. He actually seems like he's interested in it, is what I'm saying. And I think they're pretty impressed with his knowledge of it. But, I mean, yeah, he just had to research it. He made a movie. And he probably, they probably got a big fat check. So yeah. I don't think... Oh, well, I, I think it's a good interview. Oh, I agree. I, I mean, I have no reference, but I felt that those were the questions you might want to have answered. You know? He asked a little bit too many questions about the theme song. I thought it's not mm. that big a deal, but it was to him. That's what I'm saying. His view of the show 
has a certain lens on it, whereas mine is completely different. The theme song didn't mean much to me, and he asked a bunch of questions about it. And the banjo? Like, who cares? But he seemed fixated on the fact that there was a banjo. Kind of funny in the movie when Will Ferrell appears with the banjo and sings a bit of the song. Right, but to me, it was totally lost to me, because I'm like, so what? So what that there's a banjo in the theme song? I don't Mm. get it. And he was right. like, it's just weird. Yeah, science fiction, banjo, good combination. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> what are you talking about? And then there's... How um, can anyone possibly have a different opinion than me? So that's about a 30-minute documentary on... I mean, a 30-minute interview. I think that's really good. Really it was good really good. Because, you know, the two guys are still around. and It makes me want to go seek out... Obviously, all of the original Land of the Lost show and watch them all and uh, Puff and stuff, all that stuff that I remember. Well, as and kid. what's actually interesting about this um, interview is it you do it is the place on this disc where you get quite a few clips from the original show, mm-hmm. so you can Love actually that. see it properly. Um, and then there's Doctor Marshall's food diaries, which is a there's a running gag through the movie where He's Will Ferrell's character has got an eating disorder of some kind. Not that that's funny, but... No, but it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. his, his case of it is quite funny. He overeats and... Yeah, just you know. eats and eats and eats at the beginning. Even though they don't really explore that at all? No, they don't. I feel like it was a... Del- I feel they had more of it, but it got cut out, don't you? I mean, Something. Well, that scene about him having Twinkies all the time was actually cut out. Yeah. So I think it was all leading to something that never ended up in Yeah, this kind of fizzled out. Yeah. Which was funny at the beginning, because I was thinking, well, this is... To make a point of him having this funny eating disorder, it's probably going to save their asses at some point. And it never came to Never it. came about. Um, and then uh, it's also D-Box motion enabled. Which, if you had D-Box, I can imagine this is the kind of movie that it would work for. You know, running away, chases, like things stomping things, on you. Well, when a dinosaur's stomping, True. your chair would be shaking. You know, it'd probably work. Um, and then there's Blu-ray Live, which... Uh, it's actually nothing specific to this movie. You can go and watch some trailers. Um, picture quality, audio quality, absolutely top notch. I thought both both things, especially the audio. It was um, the sound was, was good. There was some insane. Um, well, whenever a dinosaur, <laughs> whenever a dinosaur is on the screen, even if it's in the distance, you can feel it coming. And it I mean, sounds awesome when they're up close and the air coming out of their little nostrils yeah. and everything. And it, and it looks really good because um, it, it's a 2009 CG movie. Correct. Well, it couldn't look, couldn't look bad. Um, so that is uh, this week's movie, Land of the Lost. For me, it's not a buy for me, but I, if you're a fan of Will Ferrell, let me say that, it's... You've got you have to see it really. I mean, if you've seen other Will Ferrell films and you enjoyed them, there's not going to be nothing that you're not going to enjoy. I would go. I would follow. I would uh, not disagree with that. But if you're a fan of the show, as in a like, in it is an important part of your childhood television watching, like me. And there are people like that. I don't care. Some people will be like, "Oh my god, you take it too seriously." Whatever. Kiss my butt. I'm just saying. If you love the show, this isn't it. But if you really do like Will Ferrell. Or you just are curious and see what bits and pieces they pulled out. And I'm not going to argue that on a Friday night you rent a couple of different funny, crazy movies and this could be one of them. Yeah. Um, I, I th- and I liked that we had two different opinions because, you know, when I don't have anything to base this on and I have to just look at it as a 2009 comedy, I know. And you... Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I didn't find it particularly appropriate for kids because it's a PG thirteen booby grabbing and he calls him a pussy and you know what I mean. There's the bit where they all they get completely stoned. Yeah, I don't feel like that's comedy that I think you should pass on to kids. Like, oh, it's funny for boys to just put their hands on a woman's boob without asking. But it's a PG thirteen. Yeah, but 
you can go when you're 13. Not yeah. appropriate. Plus, I mean, come on, look at it. It looks like a movie you'd take your kids to. Yeah, totally. And I didn't find it always appropriate. And I didn't really mind. <laughs> I like the booby scenes. You are insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, thank you to Universal for the... Uh, and next week's um, review is Surprise on Blu-ray. I wrote down Surprise. It's going to be a surprise? It's going to be a surprise. Or it is surprise. There is no movie called Surprise, as far as I'm, as far as I know. <laughs> but there is. And if there is, I don't have a copy of <laughs> That's that. That's not it. So yeah. But it'll... I don't like this. I want you to tell me every week. Next week's movie want? will be something cool. Um, it's Halloween next week, so maybe we'll choose. We got to do something really crazy Halloween. Come maybe, on. Maybe it will be a recent horror movie. So um, contests. Uh, see the site for details. I got about four or five contests for you to win DVDs, etc. Go to uh, aschoolie.com for the contests. Movie recommendations this week uh, based on Land of the Lost. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I'm just looking at you. Um, I'm just doing something interesting while you're talking. All right. Movie uh, recommendations <laughs> based on Land of the Lost. I wanted to go with, uh, because I really like Anna Friel, and she's not in a ton of movies, and people don't know who she is. There's a movie called Goal, which was a, it came out through Disney um, quite a few years ago. We actually reviewed it. on. It's on the site on the DVD review. Um it's a tri- it's first in a trilogy of movies. The second two and not being so good, but the first one was pretty good. Um, and she's plays the girlfriend. It's a soccer movie, mm-hmm. let's it's good say, though. or a football movie. Yeah, it's actually really good. It the second and the third one are not so good. They're not bad. It's just um, it's it got, because the first one is just unique and um, you're really in it because yeah. it's well made and it's like heart wrenching and you could say it's kind of like a Rocky. Um, yeah, it falls apart sport. after that. Yeah, because you know what's going to happen. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and yeah, there's no surprises. And Anna Friel appears in the first one and partially in the second one, but she doesn't appear in the third one. So don't go getting the third one thinking she's in there. But yeah, I wanted to say that. And the second movie was on Will Ferrell, and my stay classy tagline at the end is obviously taken from a Will Ferrell movie, Anchorman. It's my favorite Will Ferrell movie. I also have another one that's my favourite, but that's one of your picks. Yep, don't say it. Don't say it. My picks are, just go watch the original show. And you can get it for free online. Yeah, you can watch it online. If you go to um, IMDb that has full episodes, I'm sure Hulu, um, I don't know what other places you can go, but obviously there's full episodes out there. has full episodes. Yeah, you can just go check it out. Um, I'm not opposed to buying the DVDs, because I find... They are available. If there's stuff on there... Maybe there's extras. Maybe there's there more is. stuff. I would be interested. Um, I've already done a little research on the kids who are in it. You know, kind of those not great stories of Hollywood kid lives. But whatever. Um, so that I would go back and watch the original. You know? If you're going to watch this movie and you've never seen it, watch the movie then fine. Go back and watch the original and go, oh my god, that's so-and-so. Oh my god, that's that. Oh, you know, that's fine. Just you gotta put on your. It would have been nice. You got to put on your eight-year-old brain. It would have been nice, actually, for the Blu-ray just to include, like, maybe the first episode of Land of the Lost as a reference anything yeah. to, any, to even we didn't mention that in one of the extra deleted scenes the what appeared to us to be I think so were the Will and Holly people but they cut very them briefly and then one know, of those cameo yeah. things where two people are just randomly in there and yeah. they say something I feel like I need to look at that again to make sure I think it's them I'm pretty sure and my other recommendation is a Will Ferrell movie that doesn't seem to slot in with the rest Stranger Than Fiction I really, really enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. In fact, I'm thinking of it now, and I remember the feeling of it. It's one of those movies that you just—I was just really happy about when I watched it. And I, I, I was saying earlier, it's Will Ferrell's 
if I was comparing him to Adam Sandler. Punch Drunk Love. Punch Drunk Love. Like Adam Sandler broke out broke out of his own thing to do Punch Drunk Love, which to me is his best movie. Will Ferrell also did, um, apart from Anchorman. Can. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's the, that's the movie for this week. Games and A Scully stuff. This week I've been playing Brutal Legend. Games and A Scully stuff. I've been playing uh, the Jack Black game, which I mentioned last week, Brutal Legend. I'm actually on the final boss. I've not finished it yet, but I'm really close. I think the game's really good, but there are always some buts. There's like an RTS element in there, which I don't particularly like RTS games, and it's it's kind of a mishmash of different styles of game, and the meat of the game is this RTS part, which is called stage battles, which is, you know where you build up units, yep. and then you click on them, and then you send them out? And... Like I've been doing with mine. No. Oh. Like Command and Conquer, where you... Oh, RTS, not... You get all your tanks and stuff and then you What's send the them one I've been RPG RPG so um RTS games are not my forte and this the meat of this game including this final boss that I'm doing now is RTS game I don't find them interesting and I I wish it wasn't in there do you know uh, what I'm saying because yeah. the rest of the game's really good the voice acting's good you've seen some of mm-hmm. it this week yeah yeah even down that intro with Jack Black it's genius like they got the real Jack Black walking into this record store and you know, he introduces the game to you basically through this weird kind of breaking the third wall. Like, yeah, here's this thing going, then you go into the game. Game's really good, um, but yeah, they are, I don't know the RTS Isn't that fourth wall breaking the fourth wall. Probably. I think so. <laughs> What's the oh, I'm third? sorry, you're British. You you can't be wrong. What's the third wall? Isn't it like the fourth wall is like if you're watching a sitcom or a movie and they're in and a they, room and there's three walls and you're say, not supposed to acknowledge that this wall where we are yeah, doesn't yeah. really exist. That's it, yeah. fourth fourth <laughs> but so, that's okay. Say it again with your British accent. I'll believe it. So the um, yeah, it's a good game. You know, Jack Black does the voice. All it's really well voice acted. It cost a lot of money to make. Apparently, it took him five years to make the game. But I don't know. And the RTS element, which I don't like. The whole multiplayer side of the game, when you choose multiplayer from the main menu, is that game, the RTS part. Like, they remove the rest of it and just give you that as the multiplayer. Now, I played an online battle with somebody yesterday, and it was exactly what I thought. I didn't like it. Uh So, I don't know. I I don't know why he thought that that part would be fun, because if you're kind of like a a player of that kind of game also, um, when you play Brutal Legend for the first time... You're a dude with an axe, and you run along smashing people, and you get in your car, and you find things. That's a different game to an RTS game. Yeah, yeah. Somebody who likes that kind of game probably wouldn't like an RTS game, and the other way around. So I don't... I know he tried to gel them together, Yeah, because he's selling it to everybody. It didn't work. Oh. Because the people who like doing the RTS aren't going to like the running around collecting stuff either. But, um... Overall, and it's like his last game, Psychonauts, that also had it was good and bad at the same time. Yeah. I think he maybe he just tries to put too much in there. Hmm. But you know, all that stuff makes up for the crappy RTS battles. It doesn't make me want to play it again, though, which is interesting. Uh, another game I played this week was uh, the latest in the Guitar Hero franchise, and that's not Guitar Hero Five because that was a couple of months ago. But this is Guitar Hero Van Halen. Now, I'm not a Van Halen fan in any shape or form. Not not at all. I do like David Lee Roth's attitude, though. I think he's really funny, you know? Um, 
And he's like everybody's least favorite thing. No, but I've always, you know, I loved California Girls and, you know, I'm just a gigolo. I I always found him hilarious. I liked his pop videos. I thought he was hilarious, you know. And the way he acts on stage is Do you funny. know that's like a slap in the face of true Van Halen fans? Right, And I'm not said. one, so... <laughs> Fair so, enough. <laughs> so anyway, I played... Um, Let me hear you. I played Guitar Hero Van Halen, um, which is the latest... It's, it's a funny story, actually, because it is the latest in the Guitar Hero series. Yeah, it's a free game. Now, when I say it's a free game, you don't just go to the store and pick it up and come home with it. You buy Guitar Hero 5 you get a little coupon inside and then you mail off and they send it in the mail for free. Now, mail it off? Yeah. Holy crap. Now, you either mail it off or there's a code that you can go and enter on a website right. with your address. They can do it both ways. But anyway, they mail you in the in the mail the disc, which doesn't come in a proper retail package either. It comes in like a little cardboard sleeve. So I, that's <laughs> telling me the full amount of money didn't go behind this game for some right. reason. I don't understand why it was a freebie. I mean, was it to sell Guitar Hero 5 more? I don't know. It sounds like it would have been part of Guitar Hero 5 and they decided to think of this gimmick to get people to think they're getting something free. Now, it's kind of a bit shitty for Van Halen because Metallica got the full treatment. They got a box with a Metallica guitar. It went in the stores. People could buy it. Um, Aerosmith. They get a big box with an Aerosmith guitar. It was in the stores. People could buy it. This one, you're in a little cardboard sleeve and you get it free with Guitar Hero 5. It seems a bit... <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like a kick in the teeth. Yeah, like, you know, it's not like Van Halen is some cheap band. They're a big deal, right? Van Halen. I think somebody in there actually had some sense and said, Dudes, we can't make them buy a new fucking guitar every five months. No. Um, well, They're not, not going to. Well, I mean, we're talking every... Three months of the Yeah. Moment. Yeah. So really... we have to do something that's going to get people to buy Guitar Hero for 5 when it's actually lost a lot of steam as it is. We've used up... So if, if it's like you're going to get two games for the price yeah. of one, maybe that... Yeah, it's that a must trick. Be... It's a now, trick. funny thing is, Guitar Hero 5 and Guitar Hero Van Halen, and I've said I'm not a Van Halen fan particularly. I don't really know any many of the songs at all, a couple of them. I actually enjoyed Van Halen more than Guitar Hero 5. And it's really weird because Guitar Hero 5 had all kinds of music. This had Van Halen music. And, and a few inspired Yeah, by. a few fighters were in there and stuff that they're inspired by. I actually enjoyed it more and I didn't know... Like, mm. 90% of the songs I didn't even know. I didn't know a lot of them either, but I wasn't a Van Halen... I, mean, I, knew, I radio, knew Whatever was on the radio or MTV, you know, as my, my college years in high school, those I recognized, but, but because wasn't. Because Van Halen... And Eddie Van Halen, in particular, is known as one of the greatest guitar players going. And the game Guitar Hero is about playing the guitar. Yeah. I found that his... Even though I didn't know the songs, when it came to a guitar solo... Because their music's pretty old-fashioned. It's Mm -hmm. rock and roll, there's singing, there's a chorus, and then there's a huge guitar solo. That's actually the focal part when he starts... In fact, there's... And what did you point out is the theme of many of the lyrics of the songs... The only theme that you um, discovered. Screwing. <laughs> screwing women. Yeah, basically, yeah, totally. But then think of all of the bands. Kiss and everybody from earlier than that and up and through the 80s. And even now, come on. Now, an interesting thing I didn't know about Van That's Halen. Funny. And I learned it from the game. Is, during one of the songs, and I don't remember what it, what it is, he comes on stage with his guitar. And he plays it in an unusual way. And make some strange noises with it, like noises that you didn't even think could come out of a guitar. 
And the reason he does, how he does that, is he uses a Black & Decker electric drill and he rubs oh, yeah. it up and down the... And he does it in the game. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Because, like, yeah. the noises I'm making are just, like, they don't sound like a guitar. So, and then he does this, um, there's a song called Spanish Fly. I don't know if that's a real mega popular song. I mean, it's in, there's no singing. It's just him on an acoustic guitar. And it's the most bananas, impossible to play. You know, it's, even in Guitar Hero, there's so many, I couldn't do it. There's so many, you know. Um, I'm assuming that he was famous for these crazy guitar solos. So it works. Now, all I want now is a Guitar Hero kiss. I mean... Oh, no kidding. Come on. Yeah, why isn't... This is my thing, right? Why isn't the Guitar Hero kiss if we've had Van Halen? I mean, kiss. Come on. And why isn't there... And this is the ultimate for me. I would pay $100 for this with a guitar. Guitar Hero Queen. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, you know, with every Queen, like, you know the double album that we have with all their hits? Yep. If it was Guitar Hero with all of those songs on it... And it every cost- single song is awesome on that. Yeah, every, every sing- single there song. There isn't a bad song no, on it. No, there isn't a song that you go, hmm, I've never heard this. You've heard no. every single song. You know the words. It's like... And they're a guitar band. You know, guitar... I know there's a sing style. And the queen. singing. The singing's awesome. Yeah, and the drumming. Everything. I mean, Queen, come on. Somebody do Queen. There's I rumors- think they should do rock band Queen. To be honest, not guitar. Either though. would be fine by me, just so long as it's the original Queen music and it's done, you know. But yeah, rock band put a lot of effort, like the Beatles rock band. Yeah, they put a lot of effort into how it looks and how it. See, the uh, rock band Queen would be incredible. It would. So, but as far as I can tell, rock band U two is coming. Awesome. I don't play rock band, so I'll just listen to the music. Yeah. They're my favorite band. By I mean, the way. if you love U two of all time. I don't... Uh, and Queen is a very close second, but you 2 for some reason? For me, Rock Band Queen. I mean, or Rock Band or Guitar Hero Queen, because... To, uh, and Kiss. Both both of those, because... They're the ultimate guitar bands, in my opinion. I mean, I, I, I know some people will say it's Van Halen, but they, they weren't part of my... Yeah. But yeah, I did yeah. listen to Kiss when I was a kid, like, all the time. I just wanted to be a member of Kiss, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so when they do make Rock Band Kiss, which Rock Band Kiss would be awesome. Imagine that deal. Yeah, yeah. And the vision, the, oh, they've got to do Rock Band Kiss. And you get the makeup I mean, in the God. box and all that, right? Well, I mean, on the screen even, as much effort as they made for the Beatles, Cause, would just cause, be awesome. Because, you know, Kiss's stage shows looked amazing, right? So, so when you do get this Rock Band Kiss slash Guitar Hero 25 Kiss, uh, will you be... You know, full regaled in your makeup and. That's big, what I'm saying. Does uh, it come with grease paint in the <laughs> and box? And the shoes are my favorite. The yeah, shoes like from demon, Kiss. Oh my god, those shoes. boots with the big friggin' like eight inch. They had oh, boots awesome. with like dragons' faces. And the, like this. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> the case. ridiculous shoulder pad. Things. It's ridiculous, oh, it's but awesome. amazing. And we watched a, we were watching a streaming video on a media center PC the other day with a really old yep, live yep. performance of Kiss. They're not it's, the best band no. in the world to listen to when they when they live. That's like there's something Cheryl, about them, isn't when there? When Cheryl says to those two shitheads on uh, X Factor, "Fact, you cannot sing." Yeah, fact. That's no. Yeah, no most of them we can sing. sing, but you know it's rough. Yeah, live, but there's something about them live, isn't there? I mean, it's a whole thing. Like well, we're talking about Kiss. Just one of these things we'll bring up that you didn't know and I didn't know. But Peter Chris actually had breast cancer. Yeah. Had to go through treatment, survived it, wasn't an easy time, and is now like one of those people who talks so, about you know, men and being aware. So, men, check, I know, check your titties. He says, get over your macho bullshit, and if you think it's not going to happen to you, you have no idea. So, when you're going to check your prostate and your uh, other stuff, what else do you guys have to check? Your butthole, your penis, and your boobs now. 
Yeah. So next time you got your finger up your ass, check your boobs as well. All right. <laughs> so um, that, that's a that's a um, public service broadcast brought to you by Peter Chris. A long way there from guitar uh, to point your finger up your ass. Well, not your own finger. It has no. to be a medical professional. Well, you can check your own if you like. If you know what you're doing. Only under the supervision of adults. Okay, honey. Bend over. Okay, so the other... Um, well, no, I haven't been playing any other games this week, but this week, coming up, Tuesday, big releases this week will be Borderlands, which is a huge um, first-person shooter slash RPG at the same time. It's never been done, apparently, and they're trying to meld them both together. We'll see how that works out on Tuesday. And FIFA 10, which is the latest in the... Um, Soccer. I'm not a sports fan, but... No, FIFA's a pretty good game, even if you're not into sports. I find FIFA's a fun one to play, you know, but I, I kind of like kind of like football. But yeah, th- those are two are out this week. And then the week after, we've got... Um, the week after's insane, to be honest. Hey, so, you're done. That's it. Your list is done. Well, like, next week... Where are you getting this information from? <laughs> we have a thing that we read off of, right, with all these bullet points, and you've just left the list here. Well, what I'm saying is the week after is insane because... Get this. We've got Forza Motorsport 3, which is probably the biggest racing game this year because there's no Gran Turismo. Um, DJ Hero. And they're both out on on the Tuesday. And then on the Friday, Grand Theft Auto, The Ballad of Gay Tony. What a crazy week. I mean, that's just like three heavy hitters. In yeah. That's three games you're very much looking forward to. Correct. Got my DJ Hero on pre-order. I've got awesome. all of those on pre-order. What am I talking about? All of them. So um, I'm glad that this is hitting between birthday and Christmas. Therefore, I am not under any obligation whatsoever as a wife to purchase any of these things. For correct. <laughs> because yeah, I know you, and I knew that you would already have them. You know, coming in from some direction. I will. Um, yeah. Well, DJ Hero. I've been waiting all year for that game. You have. Um, I'll talk about that when when we get it. So, uh, what have you got coming up? Oh, what is? What have I got coming up? I have what's for dinner. Tonight, and if you can smell, if you take a big breath, breath, you can smell the roasting squash I bought. I, went I to can't actually smell it. It might be burning by now. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it might be a total loss, but it smells pretty good to me. This week, I did one of those things where, you know me, I hate routine. I hate schedule. I hate getting stuck in a rut. However, I discover there are certain things I do. I go to one grocery store. We're in a town. We maybe only have seven grocery stores total, including the little tiny health food store. Two Walmart Supercenters. We're the smallest town oh, yeah, in the we United States of America to have two Walmart Supercenters. It's bullshit, so I don't go to them. Um, but I went to a different grocery store because I thought, nah, I'm always looking for new stuff. Our store only has alfalfa sprouts, which I've been trying to add lately to like sandwiches and stuff. I, I don't know why I really like the taste of them, but I thought there has to be some other kinds. Went to a new store, Schnooks. It's kind of a newish store in our town, but it's been around for a hundred years. Oh, it's been around for a while here. Oh, yeah. Well, a few years. Um, and they had loads of different new things that I've not, that our hy doesn't have. So I bought some carnival squash, delicate squash. We're roasting them right now. Some rainbow chard, rainbow greens. I don't know. I'm going to cook that. Some fake bologna, non-meat. The fake bologna is interesting because um, it's not qualm product that we've talked no. about before. It's just... It's Eve's. Eve's fake... <laughs> Bologna, as I call it. They call it, yeah. That's right on the package. Fake bologna, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's a, just a non-meat. So it's made out of, like, soy and vegetable now, protein. I've ate bologna before. It's not my favorite thing. Um, but this just tasted the same, as it? It's got a tiny 
It's like cheap packaged bologna. Yeah, now, I'm not you a know connoisseur the difference. of this stuff. But... Okay, I am. I've eaten bologna my entire life. And if you go to the deli and you get it, or the grocery store, like we used to get old-fashioned bologna where they had the whole roll, and you put it on the slicer, and you cut big, thick slices, and it had like a sort of grit to it. And a greasy really kind gross. of thing. No, no, not greasy at all. Huh. Or you can go and buy the packaged Oscar Mayer, which is really slimy and slick and I kind mean. of weird. That's what this is like, which I like them both. And yes, I like bologna. It tastes good. I don't want to eat... The meat bologna anymore, really, because it's got so much crap in it. I'm sure this doesn't have all wholesome ingredients in it. It is a processed food. Mm. But when I want a bologna sandwich, this is going to do it. Because we both tasted it the other day. So we're going to have that on a sandwich with our roasted vegetables. I think if you put... And I got like a weird mushroom that looks really weird, didn't it? It looked like... Yeah, I'm a bit frightened of that, to be honest. I'm going to stir fry it and see what... I forget the name of it. It looks like a magic mushroom clump. (laughs) It's like a clump of little mushrooms with a stem at the bottom. You chop it off, fry them up. So if we eat that tonight and then we're all tripping (laughs) out in front of the TV. I don't think Schnooks is selling poisonous (laughs) mushrooms. But, uh, so that's what's for dinner with some rice... And uh, you wanted me to discuss Wizard of Oz DS because you put it on my list. What's, it, what's its actually official title? It's The Wizard of Oz. Don't know. Some Return to the Yellow Brick Road or Revenge or something. It's not Revenge. There's no Revenge. Return. But um, I'm, I'm learning to like it. I don't... I'm not a... What do you call it? RPG person. Where you have your little team and you have to turn base fight all these things. Let me just explain. This is a Nintendo DS game. It's Wizard of Oz. It's made by a Japanese developer. It's in the style of Final Fantasy. Yes. It's a turn-based And it's not... You know, Dorothy falls in her house on the red red slippers. I don't know what it is. But it's nothing to do with that. It's like there's a Lion King guy and there are three... Um, witches out in his lands that are trying to take over and you need to go gather each of their little energy eggs or something and then eventually you you defeat them so that he has reign over the whole land again. So as you can see, I don't, I'm, not, I'm a little lackluster on it. I'm not totally into the story. I don't read every screen that comes up <clears throat> when oh. I'm in a dialogue. Because it's, sure. Oh my god, it takes forever. Yeah, but the story But is... then the only thing is you're either just going on the trail fight, 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 fighting... Or you're reading, 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 reading. And as you can tell, this isn't the kind of game that I'm used to. So I'm learning. I am getting a little bit interested in how I'm leveling everyone up. But that's really it. And it's become a toilet game for me. And by that I mean every time I go take a crap, that's what I do for five minutes. I hope you you, uh, use a uh, disinfectant (laughs) wipe on the DS when you're done. I'm not shitting on it. <laughs> I'm holding. I'm not holding it like sitting on the toilet like this with it down near the the You'd toilet. You'd be surprised what flies around when you poo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. So I've been playing that, and I'm, I'm, you know, just because it's Wizard of Oz, which you know I am completely in love with, doesn't mean it's endearing. But I'm working on it. Alright, maybe you'll have some more news on it next week. Maybe. And my other one is, I did the day I decided, you know, I draw what I draw, my black and white line drawings, and I, you know, I get a lot of the odd look where it's like, hmm, that's nice, but you probably can't really draw real stuff, can you? What a pity, kind of thing. And I thought, well, I'm going to try, so I got a picture of a bird, and then I drew it with some charcoal pencils and stuff, and you're looking at it right now, and... Looks good. Thanks. I liked it. You can see it online, right? Yeah, it's on my... Twitter, go on your Twitter feed. I think you mentioned um, it on there. I think it's on there and on my. I put it on my site. So, but it's just the idea that if you are creative, one of those creative people, and you do stuff, and you get stuck in a in a in a style that you like, but other 
other things are interesting to you, which I like drawing real things, but it's not as stimulating to me. But this was quite fun. So I say uh, break out of your rut and try something different. And my last thing is I did not go to the Citizen Jane Film Festival this weekend. I was going to, and then I worked all night, and I didn't really feel driving to a different town. It did happen. Lame. It did happen. It's got a great website with all of the films. It's a like all female filmmakers and loads of things, animation, documentaries, all kinds of stuff. It's in Columbia, Missouri, and you go to the website for Citizen Jane. Is Film it just Festival. there, or does it travel around? I think it's just there. Just uh-huh. the Citizen Jane Film Festival, and you will find links to all of the filmmakers' websites and movies. You can buy them on DVDs. You can watch some of them online, I believe, and. It's not the same as going to the film festival. I realize this, but in spirit, I'm there to support. I actually put thing. a link to the uh, website in my Twitter feed this week as Very well. Very good. Yesterday, I think. We'll put it in the show notes as well. All right. So, um, mm-hmm. whatever that means. I don't know what that means to you. I don't. I don't Your little know. news post, isn't it? That yeah. is the show notes. Yeah. And that's it. I have nothing else to say. I need to go get the squash out of the oven before it burns. So, thanks for listening. I want to remind you about com, sidtalk.com. You can also catch us on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live. You can subscribe to this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace, the RSS feed on the page. Just go and click podcast. All the details are there. Or iTunes Music Store, you'll find it on there. Email feedback to aschoolyacoolyacoolyacoolyacoolyacoolyacoolyacoolyacoolyacoolyacoolyacoolyacoolyacoolyacoolyacoolyacoolyacoolyacoolyacoolyacoolyacoolyacoolyacoolyacool